Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Ego Death and Awakening. So this time right now, we are seeing so many emotions rise along with so much that's impacting our planet right now. I mean, there are old ways dying off left, right, and center, ways that maybe we didn't even think, right? Or it didn't even occur to us that old ways could die off this fast. So there is an ego death occurring and a massive awakening running through all of humanity. This is the time of moving towards freedom. We talk about it on the show all the time. And if you've ever moved houses, then you know what it feels like about midday, like once they've packed up the truck from your old house um, or getting close to being done with that. And it just feels chaotic, right? I mean, I'm a Cancerian. So every time I move, it's just, you know, we're all about home and house and (laughs) feeling good in our home. So every time I move, it's just so unsettling, right? It feels like you can't find anything. You don't know where anything's at. You're tired. You're worn out. You are only halfway there, right? Like you get your first house where you're moving from packed up and now you have to drive however far that is to a new place. And then it all has to come off the truck, right? And it all has to not only come off the truck, but then it has to be put away, right? In your new house, which can take some time. It doesn't happen overnight. I always try to make it happen overnight. My husband would tell you, he's like, this is the craziest thing you want to unpack in one day. I'm like, because I'm a Cancerian, like I can't handle all the stuff being everywhere in boxes. I need the happy home setting. Um, So we might all be feeling like that. Like I need to not have my life in boxes or can't find or can't hold on to or can't feel safe with my things. But as we know, when we move houses, like it's all for a better future, right? Like usually when we're moving, it's like, oh, we're either moving to a new location or a new place. And it feels like we made that choice to move because we want to, right? Because there's something better for us there, or there's more space, or it's a neighborhood we're going to like, right? There are reasons why we choose to go through the difficulty of a move. And this is really what's happening. We are moving to a better space. But of course, on the move day, it doesn't feel the most fun, right? It, it's big and it feels exhausting. And so if you haven't gotten a copy of the three steps to manifesting your high frequency life, it is a free PDF that walks you through the manifestation process. Go get that now. It's at the soul, S-O-U-L, frequency.com. You can download it immediately. It's a simple blueprint to just start laying out the map of your future. This is so important. And there's so much energy supporting this right now. So push pause, go download the PDF. Um, There is no better time to create the highest version of your life and to begin the creation process. Um, My guest today and I are going to talk about ego death. We're going to talk about spiritual transformation. She's a spiritual transformation coach 
energy healer, clairaudient channel, and an inspirational speaker. Sarah is a transformation catalyst to women who are coming into soul alignment, both personally and professionally, and awakening to their passions, their purpose, their mission, the highest version of themselves. So Sarah and I are having a powerful conversation about all things spiritual awakening. And her mission is to help 10 million women courageously step into their power and come into soul alignment to make a massive impact in the world with their gifts. So with no further ado, Sarah Rose. Hey, Sarah Rose, welcome to the show. I'm happy you're here. Thank you, Shauna, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, I'm thrilled about our topic today. And I think, I know like myself, you and I have both had transformational experiences and obviously that calls you up to a different life and to sharing, you know, your work and your gifts um, with people. And so before we kind of jump into our topic, I would love for you to just kind of take us back to, you know, what life was like maybe 10 years ago or 12 years ago and, and what's happened and how it's evolved and what life is like now. Okay, perfect. So yeah, um, 10 years ago, I would say that life looked very different for me. This was um, prior to my spiritual awakening, I was going through what I call the perfect storm. And I had about six years of that where it was like, this is like a six or seven year process where it was felt like everything was collapsing around me. So my health, my finances, my, my, my relationships, my engagement, um, my career, uh, everything was just sort of crumbling. And I was a workhorse. I was um, very much in the hustle and grind. I was chasing the carrot. I was burned out. I was overwhelmed. I was stressed out, making myself sick. So it was very much you know, um, seeking things just, you know, head buried and in, you know, what I call now, now looking back, I know this to be sort of like, you know, like I was definitely thick in the matrix, (laughs) basically just trying to figure out how to survive. Actually, I was still pre pre healing pre pre any of that stuff before I started to deal with anything on a conscious or, or, um, you know, conscious level. So it was just more like a survival mode. Yeah. And what, what was the thing that called you? I think it's always interesting to think back and share. Um, Cause there's always usually something or a set of things that finally has a say, um, I give up, like, I can't do it like this anymore. I want to look for a new way, or I want to discover something. And I know for a lot of people, they share, like, it starts out with like a Google search or something <laughs> like there has to be a better way for this. So was there something for you that kind of was the thing that where you said, I'm ready, I'm ready for something different? Yes, um, I share this story a lot. Actually, I was standing outside of a bookstore in my town in Tempe, Arizona, and I just realized, you no, know, prior to this, I had a couple of experiences with spirit. I mean, I've always recognized spirit, but now it really started to get really started to have some really mystical experiences surrounding my friend's death and then my father's death. So I finally started to open up to things outside of the physical reality even more so. So I was standing outside of a bookstore like a few years after those events occurred. And I was like, okay, I don't know who's listening. I don't know, you know, whatever, something's out there. Okay, fine. We're going to go with that. I need my next healing step. What is the next step for me? 
to heal my life. And I walked into the bookstore, made a beeline to the back of the store, just didn't, wasn't looking for anything. I didn't seek anything out. I wasn't like trying to find a title of a book and be like, oh, maybe this will work. Oh, maybe this will work. I just walked in, made a, went to the far left corner of the bookstore, went straight to a yellow book, bright yellow, pulled it off. The one book I pulled off the shelf, I looked at it, read the title of it, made, and then made a million excuses of why I was too busy to read this book right now anyways, because I was in yoga therapy training at the time. So I had a ton of anatomy books to read. So I put the book back on the shelf and walked out of the bookstore. Um, the funny thing that happened after that is I was um, getting ready to go to a writer's retreat because I always wanted to be an author. And so I, I booked a retreat, um, a weekend workshop kind of thing in San Francisco. Um, and right before I left, I went to my fitness instructor, my Pilates instructor at the time. And she's like, you know, you're doing so much for, you know, for how your health is like, you're doing way too much. Like you're doing all of these things. Like I was eating healthy. I was like a work, you know, always in the gym, but I was still feeling, I was still unhealthy. I had all these gut health issues. She's like, you're doing way too much for, for the results that you're getting. I said, I know. And she's like, you need to read this book. And she didn't tell me what the book was, but I was like, um, okay, well, that's good. But I, you know, that's fine. Thank you. But I am getting ready to leave and I already have my books I'm going to be bringing with me. So I was still making an excuse for these anatomy books I had to read. Um, long story short, I go to the weekend retreat um, and it was for Hay House, which I haven't really put the two and two together because I wasn't a huge Hay House fan at the moment um, at that time. But the writer's weekend that I signed up for was put on by Hay House. And the book was You Can Heal Your Life was the one that was presented to me in the bookstore. And um, after that first day when I denied my Pilates instructor to give me that book, I had one more class before I went to the retreat. And she didn't listen to me. So she brought it to class and she gave me her only copy. So I was like, OK, I guess I'm going to I'm supposed to be reading this book now. So I took this book, I read it on the plane to the, to the workshop. And that's when I found out it was a Hay House event surrounded by like 500 people that have read the book. There's like copies of the book in the back of the room. There's like all this stuff surrounded by this book with people coming up to me all weekend. Oh my God, this changed my life. This book is amazing. I was like, okay. You know, so I was like, I was getting the picture. So I spent that whole weekend reading the book in the hotel room that weekend, things started to shift immediately. It was like, it was like the universe was giving me like this little window, like this is how it can be. Cause I started to do some of the exercises in the book and saw instant shifts in my reality. And then I came back, uh, went to yoga training, started that a three-year program. And one of the required reads for the program was you can heal your life by Louise Hay. I love that. That's such <laughs> a great story. It's so how it goes too. Cause it's like, they'll point, you know, you get pointed in the right direction and always like, I think resistance is just part of the journey. And so it's like, nah, nah. And it's like, eventually it's like everywhere you go, right? Whether it's like a book or a program or a person, it's like, you just start seeing it again and again. It's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm hearing you, right? Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I think, you know, I want to really dive into the ego death aspect of, um, of transformation and this concept, because I think a lot of times, like we enter these times, you know, certainly we have things, cracks happen in our life to kind of break up the old energy. And then we enter this time of like, 
it, it feels like things are coming apart or things are not working out as you had planned, which leaves an opening for something else to kind of step in. And it also like, you know, somewhat cracks us open a little bit. So we're willing to, to say, okay, I need help or, okay, I want to look in a new direction. Can you describe what for you ego death is? For me, ego death is, um, well, for me, ego death is just stripping away another layer of the illusion of what's not really true. But um, in the human experience, it, a lot of times it's it feels like ego, ego death can feel when you're in the middle of it and you don't even know that that's what you're in. It feels like, it can feel like depression. It can feel like anxiety. It can feel like just overwhelmment. And um, so it feels like a, just a total upheaval of your of your life in a lot of, in a lot of ways, especially the more you cling, the more, the, the more your ego makes you cling to the outside circumstances for the safety or the validation or the approval or the false sense of securities where you're reaching outside of yourself for those things. So for me, ego death is the layer that's getting pulled away. Um, so you can recognize that all of these things actually exist within yourself versus reaching for them in the outside, um, in the outside physical world, which is what I was doing for the, for that seven years when I was constantly seeking things outside of myself for, for, for everything, you know, healing for everything. I was seeking outside of myself. And what was the shift like from looking outside yourself to looking within yourself? What did that look like or the shift? Yeah. Like what started happening when you you know, cause I think we project so much on our outside environment mm -hmm. and we, it's so much easier to look out there and to have judgment on that or, you know, think it should be different or other people should be different. And I think any great transformational experience causes us to say, what about me? Right? Like I need to look inside and what started for you to just shift and evolve when you started having that change? So yeah, when I re when I got back from that of writer's workshop, let's see, yeah, I um, I recognized that I started to have a shift just by shifting my awareness that weekend, and then, you know, I was like, okay, well, what's next? And it was just a curiosity that sparked within me, which I feel a lot of people can relate to if they have they if they've stepped onto the spiritual path. I, I just knew that there was a level of integration that still had to occur. So I recognized that I asked once and the answer was given, ask and you shall receive. So I, I, I literally got down that after I returned home, I was like, okay, well, what's my next step? Show it to me, show me my next step. Um, because this obviously wasn't the end all solution. It was just the very, very, very beginning. Um, I don't know if that even answered your question where I was going with this, but um, yeah, so I was intuitively drawn to go inward. And this is part of like, uh, you know, I was intuitively drawn to go inward. I was intuitively, you know, guided to start a meditation practice. I, I feel like I was even intuitively guided to start asking. I always say, if you're asking, then your soul's already ready for the answer. Um, but, but we resist the ego wants to resist anything that will keep us clinging to our story. The last thing the ego wants us to do is step out of our victim mindset or our old conditioned story. That's the very, very last thing. And so it's interesting to see how much we will resist the process, even after the universe was like giving me on a silver platter, the answer that I was asking for. Right. So the ego is just very, very resistant in that regards. Um, 
uh, cultivating awareness and has has always been like the backbone from that moment forward, like really becoming the student, becoming the observer. I started sitting in meditation and really started asking the bigger question, which was, who am I? That's really the first question I sat in meditation with after um, I started my practice. of cult, you know. So awesome. It's so awesome. And it, you bring up such an important point about asking the questions. Like, I think sometimes when it feels like you know, life can be having problems or it feels chaotic or things are going on in people's lives. It's just, you can get caught up in the spin of that and not get silent, not take a moment, go within and say, what is the, what is the highest and best? Or what is, you know, what is my next level? What is this evolution that's occurring in my life? Please show me evidence of this. I mean, I think there's so much power in asking those questions and yet we almost feel like we don't know how, or it doesn't even come up for us to ask those questions. Right. And this is something that just popping up for me too, is like, you know, asking from an ego-based intention, like, okay, so some people you might like ask or pray like, oh, sh how do I get my soulmate? How do I get more this money? How do I fix this? How do I fix that? Like asking for the external thing to show up in your life as if that's the solution is not going to get you the same result or the clarity or the awareness or the shift as when you're asking for, show me what it is in me that I need to shift in order for that to show up. Does that make sense? Totally. It's, it's such, total, it's such a subtle thing, but it's like, are you asking with your ego for the instant gratification and to just get the band-aid that's going to put it over the wound that you're trying to avoid? Or are you really going in with the intention to say, show me my next step. It's a, it's like a surrendering. It's like, okay, I'm listening. I'm ready to see things differently. I'm ready to perceive or be willing to do something differently here. Show me my next step. Totally. And it's such, it's that difference in intention, right? That's everything. And like the more you feel the energetic realm, you feel the intention behind it. So it's not so much the question as the intention behind it, whether it's coming from an egoic place or from like a soul centered place. And you can feel that difference in energy, but it was reminding me as you're saying this, and I've often thought about this, like in my quiet moments, that when I began, I would say the very earliest stages of my transformation, when I had no idea I was about to go through a big transformation, mm -hmm. I would like get a psychic reading or something every once in a while. And looking back on how I was living or where I was at the time, the things I was asking about were all from an egoic place. Right. Right. It was completely like driven from a fear-based place. Like, mm -hmm. tell me something that's going to get me out of this fear or make the fear lesson or, you know, it, it was, it was coming from such a different intentionality. And it's interesting that as time evolves, like, so it's not a bad thing, right? I mean, I think a lot of times we, until we know any different, we are we are listening to our ego like it's us, right? And we are moving through life like that. And so it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's an entry point. But I think along the path, you do discover that changeover between the willingness and the openness that you're talking about, like in asking the question versus I'm trying to get an exterior result. Right. So I love that you brought that up. I've actually literally thought about that while I'm driving my car. You know, those things that pop in your head. Yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder if we all enter, you know, transformation from the place of the ego. Like I, 
these are what I think about when I'm driving my car. Like, um, and then how that changes over or evolves over time. And so how would you define like spiritual awakening? Spiritual awakening. God, just being more. I mean, there's so many different words that are popping into my head, but clarity of, you know, clarity, awareness, alignment, just, it's a, it's such a crazy process. It's a, I feel like I could answer this in different ways, but at the, at the very essence of it, it's like a liberation because you're really freeing yourself from, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time, you're freeing yourself. So it's really freeing yourself from all of the different ways you, you allow yourself to stay in bondage basically in this lifetime. Yeah. Layer, layer by layer, one, one layer at a time and it's not all. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it ultimately for me, the word that popped into my head instantly when you asked the question was liberation. Yeah. That's a great word. I think it's, I think it's an interesting, like, nebulous concept when you haven't experienced something that feels like it resonates with that. Um, and it's a profound, like, I don't even know if I have words for it, but I know I've experienced it once you've been in it, right. Mm -hmm. Or you've gone through it. It's like, um, and so I always am fascinated by, by the different definitions of it or how to like make it tangible. If someone hasn't experienced something that feels like that, um, so that, you know, you can get a taste of it or a sensation of what, of what some people, you know, call themselves up to going through and, and more and more people I think are calling themselves up to it and, and everybody's kind of, you know, in yeah. one way or another, whether they're conscious of it or not evolving. Right. Uh, and it's like, how do you put a word on getting glimpses of your soul? I mean, it's like of, of the truth like that. But at the same time, if you would have told me this to the Sarah 10 years ago, I would not have gotten it at all. <laughs> totally. I would have been like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd have been like, whatever. I mean, it's so funny with frequencies of information because we don't, you know, if something's not at a resonant frequency, like we just don't even receive it. It's like someone could be standing in front of us saying something and it's like, we're not even processing it or we're not even taking it in. Right. And then another person could be in the room, just eating up what that person saying like, yes, oh my gosh, this is everything. And that's why I feel like, you know, just shows and books and, and things like that, that awaken us, right. That, that these conversations, if we just continue to listen to them, right. Even if we feel like, I don't know if I resonate with that or I'm not sure I've experienced that or I've experienced it a little bit, but not the way that she's describing it or, you know, something like that, that we, that we start to attune to it. And then we start to see evidence of it more and more in our life, or we have deeper purpose and meaning behind the things that go on for us. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think, um, talk about like so, how you started helping other people, like at what stage, um, of your own transformation, did you feel a calling to support other people through theirs? It really just evolved um, because my first thing was I just wanted to write. Um, so I started a blog and I started writing and I didn't think anybody was listening. And then ever, all of a sudden I would get like comments out of the blue. I'm like, wait, who's reading my blog? Like I didn't promote it. I didn't put it anywhere. Um, it just, it's, I think it, I just naturally gravitated towards it. I've always been like that, you know, 
even in my other careers that I've had, like I've always been a person that wants to be like a teacher role, you know? So it just naturally evolved into that. But um, it's just a calling. It's like, a, it's a, it's a, I don't know how to describe it. It's just evolved. It's always been there. Um, yeah, I don't know how to describe, like I, I can show you, I can tell you the tangible steps I took, but um, I just started sharing. I just started sharing like conversations with people like but you know what the thing is is that the universe started to also put me in that opportunity too so it was being very much made available to me like this is something that is a gift that you have like um even one of the experiences I shared this before where I at one point since I'm really into organic beauty and things like that I opened an organic cruelty-free spray tanning studio next to where I live because it didn't have one. And, um, you know, what that turned into really was a revolving door of women that were showing up for all of these different life experiences, whether it was weddings or getting married or recovering from cancer or going on vacation or getting engaged, all of these different like moments in their life that were transitions. And they were coming to my studio and it became this like revolving door of women that every day or every two weeks, like clockwork, they would book on my schedule and I would have like, you know, 20 to 30 minutes of like pretty much being their coach. And it was just, I was being told over and over again, but wow, you have such a way with, with words. Thank you for listening. You know, like you helped me so much with this or that. And I always, it was just something that naturally like sort of evolved over time from me following my urges, I guess, following the instinct, you know, I love that. I love, I think the coolest things are born from this very natural place. Like you were going through an experience and you just started writing about it. Like not for any, you know, purpose other than probably I just need to express this. And then the right people pick up that energy and find it. And then you have this experience of owning this business and you start really connecting with women in this personal way and seeing, you know, that it's a benefit to other people. And then that evolves into the next thing. And I think that's one indicator that we are on our soul path is it's like, you might be going to different things, like trying different businesses or different ways of um, connecting with people, but you're like on these stepping stones that all start to make sense. Mm -hmm. And, and they're coming from this really natural, pure place of like, I just want to share. And I just, or I think something is cool or interesting and so I want to share that with other people, right? And and then you start to see, oh, there are people that resonate with this, right? There are people that are interested in this too. And I just think that that kind of like purity, I think it's the future of business, but I also think it's very supported with the energy on the planet and it's very awesome. And so to share that with other people about how to do that, just kind of follow the natural, you know, inclinations and desires is just awesome. Right. Yeah. Just following because that wasn't my intention when I opened that studio. I mean, I did set the intention that every woman that comes to the door is going to feel better than when they arrive, when they leave. Like I set that intention. Right. So I did set intentions around it, but that wasn't the reason I opened that studio that was made available to me because, but I followed the nudge. It was just, it was just like this. I'm going to do this. This is great. I can get, I got it up and running in like no time, like all these five-star reviews. It was all over Yelp. It was like, great. And, um, it was just me following the impulse though. I didn't know where it was going and I, and it just evolved naturally. Yeah. Like you're saying. So that's how, that's why it's so important. I feel if anybody's listening to this and they're wondering how to discover their purpose or get more aligned with it, it's really important to pay attention to those nudges and just 
you're not going to see all the steps in advance. So true. So true. So what is it specifically that you help people with? I, I am a spiritual transformation and awakening coach. Um, I also call myself a divine business strategist because I apply these spiritual laws also to marketing and sales and things like that. Um, but a lot of women find me when they are in the throes of an awakening and they're going through the transformation process. They are oftentimes in the midst of what's referred to as like an ego death or a tower moment um, or a dark night of the soul, or they are approaching one. Um, and uh, I believe at certain parts of the spiritual path, a mentor is very valuable and a mentor will make themselves available to us. I've had very, many mentors in different ways pop up on my path as well. And so that's what I help women do. I help them come more into alignment with their soul, um, but really shining light on the fear-based archetypes, part of you know the collective consciousness that we all have, um, these constructs and the ego, especially, um, helping them to shine that light of awareness on it so they can break free from the patterns and break free from the story. Totally. So awesome. So where can they find out more about you and your programs? Uh, my URL for my website is sarah-rose.net and you can find everything there on my website. And I'm really active on Instagram at spiritual CEO. So cool. So we're going to now ask you the four questions we ask all of our guests. And it's just an opportunity to share like any new awareness or things that are popping into your life. Um, and the first question is based on the first pillar of a process that I take people through called the anatomy of transformation. And it's truth. I believe that when we access these deep truths inside of ourselves, that they are a catalyst um, for a process that begins its action in us. And so what is a deep truth that you have come across maybe even recently on your journey? A deep truth that I've recently come across is I feel like recently it's even been an up-leveling in my worthiness. So it sounds like, uh, you know, sounds, it, it really just really stepping into that worthiness, like really owning, 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 owning that worthiness. Um, just really understanding that on a deeper core level has been, surrendering and accepting what is um, and knowing that it's all okay because I'm completely worthy and that everything is on its way to me kind of thing. So um, I know that's like multiple answers to the same question, but I'm really owning and owning on a deep level, my innate worthiness. That's really beautiful. I mean, there's so many layers to worthiness. And as you continue to go deeper and deeper with that, it's powerful in life. So I love that. And I'm sure many people, um, are experiencing that same thing. So what is it, the second step is release. So what is it that you have been or have released that has allowed you to like deepen that feeling of worthiness? Wow, this is a good one. Um, recently, I have released mind centers around relationship, releasing the need to even be in partnership, releasing the need to even have this concept or idea that I need to be in partnership or, or, or have a relationship in order for someone else to complete me, completely releasing that. Um, and again, that, that falls in line with acceptance and surrender. 
Mm, So powerful and beautiful. The third step is experience, which is when our frequency starts to adjust, whenever we release something, our frequency realigns to a new level. So what is the experience in your life when you give yourself permission to release this idea that you have to be in relationship? How does that shift your, your daily life or how you feel in your life? Well, you know, in order for that, you know, for that to occur, there's been emotions that have surfaced that needed to be released for that to happen. So any past pains or past hurts from any of the other relationships, recognizing what those actually were um, so they can completely be released. And then for me, it was like an integration phase. Anytime I up-level my frequency and make a huge jump like that, um, I get really tired and I give myself a lot of, you know, I sleep more, I integrate, and I, I recognize that I'm calling in new energy. Um, I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah, integration, yeah. big, deep integration phase where I recognize that, you know, even my sleeping patterns change. I, I sleep more. I allow, I, I hear a frequency tone in my ear when it's, when I'm getting hit with a lot of energy upgrades and I recognize what those are now. So, um, I consistently, you know, honor, um, and recognize that this process and, um, but honoring the past hurts and the pains and allowing them to surface and release so that they stop repeating any patterns in my life. And that was something that was, so it's like a stepping into the surrender and acceptance place while at the same time, recognizing that the things that were triggering this to begin with um, served a purpose and a place and time that no longer is necessary and allowing those to be released. Yes, yes. And yes to all of that, like so important and so beautifully said. And I love that you brought up the integration process. I think so many times like the body needs to recalibrate when we release a lot of old stories and old pain and old emotions. Mm -hmm. And so many times like people will say things like, well, I have to get up. I have things to do. I'm like, but do you really? Because it's such, when you see it on that energetic level, you know so much is going on, right? Someone might be registering it as, well, yeah, I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling like I'm not, you know, like I don't want to do anything. It's like, yes, just sink into that moment, right? <laughs> Let your body just do its thing, right? It knows how to heal mm-hmm. if we just let it be. And so I love that you brought that up. It's part of that not resisting what is, right? Yeah, it's still like, yeah, it's, it's right, it's the same Yeah. Not resisting what is and coming into acceptance. Um, Yeah. So that's been a huge lesson for me again, you know, surrender, surrender, and then surrender some more and accept. (laughs) Yep. Congratulations. That's awesome. It's like people are like, oh, I'm sleeping all day. Congratulations. That's awesome. You're integrating good (laughs) stuff, right? It's like, I'm always congratulating people for like things that they're like, nobody else is congratulating me for this. Or they're like, I've been crying all day. Awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) So healthy, right? It's so good. So anyways, um, the fourth step is a line and this is the, what really keeps us at a higher frequency, you know, keeps us resonating in a new place. And so for you resonating at this new place of worthiness and not really needing anyone to reflect anything back to you to feel that worthiness, what is it that keeps you in alignment, whether it's practices or ways of thinking or ways of being, what is it for you that keeps you in a high vibration? I set an intention every morning when I wake to wake up and ask the universe to show me the evidence that I am, you know, we're um, open to receiving the highest energy of all. But um, the other thing that's popping up that I 
I also do is, um, oh God, it just slipped out of my, out of my conscious mind. Um, oh, in the, it's all about pre present moment awareness for me, bringing myself into the present moment. So whenever I start to feel any resistance in any way, or something's popping up, I always ask myself, like, what is the most self-honoring choice in this moment? Like, what would literally, what would love do? Like, what would love do, but for me, you know, compassionately for myself, what would be the most self-loving choice for me in this moment? Like self-honoring choice. Mm, it's so beautiful. I love, like, throughout this this chat, you've talked about asking, right? Asking the questions. And I think, that is so powerful. And we just don't think to ask the questions. And even like, there'll be times, I mean, I've been at this for a while. You've been at this for a while, right? Mm -hmm. And even sometimes like, I'll be in the state of doing something and I'm like, oh, I can ask, mm -hmm. right? It's like, I forget for a second, like, oh, I can ask about this. Like, yeah. and so we all forget. And it's just remembering, like, you can always ask those questions and, and then receive guidance. Like, there's something in us that tells us like we're on our own. We've got to figure it all out and we're just not. And so I love your practice of getting quiet and asking the questions and seeing what comes. And then you feel, you know, so supported by the universe. Yeah. It's really important for me to, in my practice every day, my daily practice just in life is to really pay attention to the present moment and like, what's because we're on the topic of ego death the ego is always going to want to pull us back into the story the ego is always worried about things in the future based on the past or it's clinging to the past and so coming into that present moment when I'm starting to feel any kind of resistance or things popping up so I can ask about it observe it like be curious about it and therefore not get sucked into the story of it or the, or the drama of it or, or, or spiral out of control emotionally. I get to witness it and learn from it. Mm, it's so beautiful. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and for sharing your wisdom and your story. Um, it's really, it's awesome and it's inspiring. And I think the more we share ourselves and the more we can all say, yeah, you know, I'm going through that or I've been through that or I'm starting in that process, um, then we feel not so alone, right, in the journey. So thank you for coming and hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes.